0: hello and welcome to another v brown bag this is uh v brown bag us and uh speaking is your co-host uh this evening kyle murley i am joined by one of uh our crew members from latin america uh ariel sanchez ariel how are you doing tonight i'm
1: doing nothing thank you kyle
0: awesome so thanks ariel for uh, jumping in here and uh, some of you know me out there in the brown bag land and on the twitters uh, i've been uh, helping out with the brown bag crew for a couple of years and uh, on the u.s show tonight who knew there's instructions on how to do this i've uh, been doing it uh, just making it up every night at least once a week um so tonight uh, we have uh, one of our uh, V brown bag friends here uh, to join us and uh, we made up a couple of titles while we were waiting uh, so uh you can show by uh, raising your hand or, or voting uh, on the twitters or uh in the uh chat there if you want brender to to talk about uh, any any of these other uh alternate topics um so we'll,
2: we'll bring yeah. them on yeah that sounds yeah. great
0: <laughs> so if you if you don't recognize that voice and, and know who mr brender is uh this is matthew brender and he is our presenter this evening uh ariel and i will be uh fielding questions and uh, i think uh, Matthew is is no slouch on on the Twitters, so uh, feel free to reach out. And uh, without further ado, we'll hand it over to Mr.
2: Brender. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, Ariel. Um, So hi, everyone. I'm Matthew Brender. Uh, In a past life, I hung out in the storage array land that EMC really dominated for a long time and worked my way into the virtualization community, Um, worked on integration integration testing between ESXi and the predecessors to VNX um, just to build some street cred with my people that are still doing that kind of work. Um, but these days I've kind of done a slightly different twist and I'm a developer advocate at Intel. Um, can you oops, can you see my screen okay? Or did I just kill that? You're killing You're it. You got it back. Killing it. All right. Fantastic. So, um, what I do in my day job is I play with uh, open source software that is designed to enable people to build better public and private clouds by giving you visibility into the, the measurements that's available throughout your infrastructure. I want to give everybody a basic background of telemetry and why that's interesting and why anyone should be using that term. Um, but then, I, toward the end, we're, I'm going to give you a twist towards the virtualization admin. So, what can you learn from it uh, today? Using it as an admin without needing to know how to develop on this framework, which is very open. And um, but if you want to be a developer, if you want to get involved from that angle, if you're also learning Go like many others in our in our crew and uh, external community, then I'll also give you some recommendations there. Um, so, I'll give you a couple slides, and I've got uh, a live demo running though, so we can also get right into that. For those that are curious, um, that's Snap. Uh, or that Snappy, the Snap internal, are very happy um, mascot for Snap, the Open Telemetry framework. And uh, I work at Intel. I'm not speaking for Intel here, just doing a community thing. That's all that uh, needs to needs to be said about that. Um, but when we're talking about Snap and why telemetry is interesting, um, you have to take a step back and think about the data center as this huge opportunity to start orchestrating things in a much more uh, intentional way than we've done in the past. Um, and the route we see it at, uh, in this team, in the Software Defined Infrastructure team, is through the ability to, to watch, um, observe the environment that you're operating within, and collect the right information in the right way, and, and be able to aggregate that and, and grok it. And then uh, pass that to something that has some sort of decision engine involved. Um, and then ultimately, you're going to want to act on that, be able to automate and orchestrate workflows that allow you to improve the situation based on what you've decided um, which is business logic and based on what you've watched which is actually not a decision uh, process yet it's just simply the ability to collect information Uh, ultimately there's a cycle of learning in there and uh, each of these four categories we could go on about it at length and talk about frameworks in place behind them and startups that are trying to make money on it and big companies that are are using terms related to it Um, But when I talk about Snap, we're really just at that first stage of, at Intel we're in a very strong position to help you see the value of understanding your hardware in a software-defined infrastructure. Um, When we think about all the advances we've made in virtualization um, and many other changes in the technology stack, they're always power to run faster. And running faster comes down to hardware. And it comes down to a lot of design decisions that are stored in these little generally key value pairs of of information that comes all the way down to the CPU or the disk or whatever sort of piece of hardware is underneath all these layers so when we talk about telemetry we're talking about all that opportunity to gather information from your architecture and from your system uh, and when I'm talking about snap very intentionally discussing just the telemetry part um, we're. F- trying to fill in the bubble and provide a single uh, framework by which you can collect disparate information from all the layers of your architecture, from your your hardware architecture, to your operating systems, to your hypervisors, to your orchestration engines, to your applications, um, all in a consistent schema so that it can be stored easily and and, uh, analyzed downstream so that we can get that watch, decide, act, learn cycle down. You'll see it overlaps just the tiniest bit with analytics, um, but analytics is a much uh, larger question to, to tackle. It generally involves um, storing information persistently and visualizing that and having, so that you're talking about databases, you're talking about web frameworks, you're talking about uh, tools that we want to empower with the right information, but Snap itself is designed to be the lightweight agent that you'll use to gather some of that information. So with that background, before we PowerPoint it any longer, why don't we just take a look at our running Snap instance. Um, So Snap compiles on, uh, is a compiled software, it's written in Go. You don't have to know Go to use it, Um, so you can download the binaries, which is just, you know, the, all the dependencies of that application wrapped up into a single executable. And I have it running uh, on my laptop right now. Um, and with a couple flags to say trust the the plugins I send to you and only show me logs that are kind of bad or interesting, um, and uh, it's designed with a, a restful interface to it, so a very well documented API that you can get from that you can walk through in our GitHub repo, um, and I'll just use snapctl, the command line that will act that will use the API to query it. Um, I've loaded some things up in it. So um, the structure that you use for Snap, you've got the Snapd daemon, um, and then it you load plugins into the Snapd daemon so that it has the ability to collect, process, and publish information. Uh, what kind of things can we collect, process, and publish? Here's a list of some of the available. We're getting up to about 75 now, so I just took a subset of it. Um, Anything that you see with collect in it means that we can pull information from these different systems. So, Cinder has to do with uh, OpenStack. Uh, We can actually pull stats through the Docker API and get down to the C group level if you're into that. Factor is um, related to the Puppet infrastructure. Um, PSUtil is a a general utility that grabs some information from processes um, written in Python and is pretty universal, so, it's a good one to have around. And that's the one we're going to use today. And then we have some specialized one like PCM, is something when you're running on Intel hardware that actually has um, statistics of heat and uh, the, how much heat you're generating per, per core, per, um, per cache level. Uh, you can gather that information and actually uh, use that to, to find out if you're utilizing your CPUs in different ways and and or figure out approximately how much it's going to cost to run a large data center. So, we're definitely thinking big picture problems. Um, One of the processors we have available to us is just a simple thing like an aggregation, a moving average. So, collect information over a given amount of time and then publish it as one value as opposed to the more granular value you're collecting. Um, And then, where are you publishing to? Uh, We have open source um, places you can uh, publish to, like Graphite, which is a, a common one, or you can go to message queues from Kafka. Um, probably more applicable to the day-to-day life of, of us is, like, a MySQL database or uh, HANA or InfluxDB. Um, but you can see there's a great deal of variability here. Uh, if I check out what we have loaded, I just have one collector for the PS tool set that's going to give us some information about load and a, a ton of other available metrics and then I have influx DB which is a time-series database open-source I have it running in docker right now uh, a ton of layers to, to shave here um, when we think about it but if you stay with me we can publish to any endpoint um, and we can collect from any any place and the way in which you define what you're collecting and where you're publishing it is actually in uh, a task file so that's the abstraction away from the uh, the collection or the actual plugins. The plugins say what you have the ability to collect and publish to and process. But um, you can run task files, which is a nice artifact uh, as an admin to define what you're going to collect for a specific problem and where you're going to publish it. And you can uh, then put your config information in there. So if you were going to use this today, you'd um, be running the Snappy daemon on a server, like a, an admin server, and either calling over API calls to where you want to collect from, or you'd install Snapd on one or more of your systems that you want to collect from, and then aggregate those together and pass them to a, an external database. And you define that in these task files. So I'm running this one, uh, and we can actually uh, take a look at the, the running tasks. Um, And something that's really interesting about Snap uh, that differs from other uh, metric gathering software is that you can tap into the live data that's streaming through the process without interrupting it, without restarting it or adding some new debug layer. Um, Every one of these processes are uh, easily forked into new places. So if you're publishing something to MySQL and then you also want to go to a file to do something else with it, you can do so without interrupting any of your previously running tasks. They're all orthogonal, separated, and it's uh, a task manifest, uh, that object I'm showing you back here, is uh, a declarative way of saying where do you want things to come from and go to. Um, and what does that look like in practice, though? It, it gets pretty when you start using it with tools like Grafana. Grafana is uh, an open source project that's grown in popularity in the operations and developer communities uh, because it's a highly customizable dashboard that gets down to some pretty meaty granularity. Right now, we're refreshing every two seconds, but the data granularity is at one second. Um, and this is information coming from PSUtil on this laptop and going over available memory, used memory, free memory, load. Um, what could you collect? That depends on the plugin, uh, and if we look at the, the the ability of the plugin to publish information, it's in the metric catalog. Metric. Oops. Oops. Cool.
0: While you're typing that in there, we got uh. a <laughs> uh, <laughs> question here. I don't want to mess you up. Um, about, is uh, there any limit on, on the number of uh, of or pipes? as far as, can, I'm thinking Graham's saying, can you split it out
2: multiple places? Is that right, Graham? Yeah, that's a great question. So th- I think this makes more sense in Diagram. Um, so here's here's kind of the abstract view of it, that you collect from multiple layers um, all through a single SnapD instance and multiple plugins, And then you can fork that to one or more destinations. In this example, we're forking that collection, the same information being collected, into three different uh, pipelines if you will and one of them is being filtered for something another one is being decorated so adding further context to it and the last one is taking the raw information and publishing it right to a database now the database or the file or the message queue um, these are just ways of persisting the information ultimately you're gonna want to visualize that you're gonna want to analyze that in some more meaningful way that gets into the analytics side and that's why we're teaming up and using tools like uh, Grafana to visualize that information. Um, but to answer the question, um, is there a limit? No. Is there some sort of uh, repercussions for running a ton of things simultaneously? Yes. Um, but for each Snapd instance, um, each of the metrics is cached. And let's say you have 10 tasks that are running and publishing to uh, two different places each, so 20 different destinations. If they're collecting the same metric, it's only being gathered once per SNAPD instance. So there wouldn't it wouldn't matter if you're collecting it um, yeah if you're publishing it to 20 different places or just one place you're only you're only requesting it once from whatever service you're using to request it um, and then the publishing are all child processes of that core process so you're, you're going to be able to do these things in parallel without interrupting each other um, and each one would take a small amount of memory, of course, if you're talking to, like, an API for a, uh, a database or, or something along those lines. Um, but w- I've been running tests with about, you know, five or six collection places and up to uh, about 100 metrics and publishing to three or four places at once. And it's staying around 30 megabytes as a memory footprint. And we're intentionally keeping that really low because this is supposed to just be like an agent that would be co located with a rather important application that you want to measure from, um, so you don't want to, you know, abuse the uh, the resources for the wrong thing. Other questions out there? Check
0: with the twitters here real quick. Think we're I good.
2: don't see any other questions so far. Yep. Cool. So uh, let me dig a little deeper into that abstraction of the collect, process, and publish. So collectors, um, they collect information once through different plugins, and they're from each of the layers of your data center. You can grab from bare metal. Uh, we have uh, plugins in our library right now for CPU, NIC through East tool, um, B- BMC, which I forget what it does, but it's something cool, and then Smart Data for the health of your disk your operating environment can be queried um, through API's uh, like the one Docker provides or uh, libvert and psutil are great wrapper tools um, and then you can pull from other like applications that you're running on a box whether it's part of the OpenStack ecosystem and you're using Ceph for block storage or proxy service um, or distributed system problem that etcd is using each of these can be collected um, separately and they're populated into a single namespace and that's really the the magic of it that that uh, that list that I was showing you here of the available metrics the fact that that is all normalized in a in a queryable way um, so that even if I'm collecting from docker and psutil and and HAProxy all simultaneously they all have the same syntax that's parsable and I can query sub-portions of it that says like on this server I want this information at this time and uh, it allows you to get like very granular uh, without a lot of CPU cycles. When you're processing, you're, you're not doing this deep machine learning element since this is on the box that you're running your application. You're usually doing uh, simplifying uh, things or some sort of triggering. So filtering so that you can only get the roll-up or you only get like one unique item, uh, normalization, and uh, you can do some sort of encryption service. If it's not, uh, you can you can do out of band things, but you probably wouldn't add latency to the middle of this pipeline. Um, or you can inject things. So if you were trying to design a multi-tenant uh, cloud environment, or like start tagging information, does it come from this department or that department uh, based on the VM it's running on? You could do that by tagging it with a with a processor, and then these fork into many destinations, and they can go right into some dashboard tools, um, or they can go to message queues that are all the rage, Um, or just you know in the good old days uh, you just pop it right into a database and query it later and pass it to somebody else. Um, Or there's you know if you're just playing around, uh, I don't think anyone's going to do this too much in production. You can just pass things to a file as well. Um, So you can do one or more of these things simultaneously, and uh, there's very limited overhead to doing that at scale. So if you're looking at it like a, a real use case of what, what would you do, be doing and where, um, I thought through an example with uh, somebody that they run a HAProxy service, so basically a proxy server service that they've containerized, so they have dozens of instances of HAProxy running in Docker uh, containers, on top of a Linux distro that you want to pull from, and they're running on Intel architecture, so there's information they want to collect from there. Um, they can then publish that through to their analytics pipeline to do some prediction on their uh, consumption of services, whether they're utilizing it um, well enough, and then um, they actually could uh, grab a moving average of it, so just roll that up into uh, lower granularity, so that they get a high-level picture in. There are two dashboards: a graphite one for their operations team, and a Grafana one that the developers share. Uh, and that's collected through InfluxDB, like we're doing locally. Um, so it, it's definitely a bit of a different beast than you may be used to, uh, than like pulling up Bee Center and clicking around. Uh, but there's a lot of potential energy here for us to to start doing things in this more scalable, software-defined way. Um, and the the fact that uh, you have a namespace. That allows you to to parse this downstream very easily. Um, makes for a, a much nicer way of querying. Punch down to a few things. Um, I mean, that's the major stuff I want you to understand. Uh, I, I don't want to dig too much deeper into any of the the sub special topics, but uh, just to review. Uh, what we're talking about it's a very lightweight tool that you would use in uh, in a container or on a VM or uh, possibly in in other places on on bare metal and uh, use that collectively to gather statistics in a unified way and then publish them to a, to proprietary or to open source tools so that you can see them um, and if you're the the thing that gets really interesting is that we've thought about the problem of scale uh, because pretty much everything sucks at scale in uh, in computing. Um, so let's say you want to run one task on one server, that's fine. Uh, but it gets a little bit more complex once you start getting to a ton of servers. Um, so Snap has a mode that we call Tribe. Um, so you you set nodes into a tribe, and then when you pass a task to one node it uh, populates to all the other ones. They're in agreement on what the state they should be in, what tasks they're running, and what plugins they need loaded, and that will propagate throughout, um, effectively, a cluster of Snap instances. What's nice about that is you don't have to have additional configuration management changes to your Puppet, Chef, or Ansible configs to manage the state of Snap. It's done by the service itself. So, what does that mean for you? It's probably, uh, a lot to think about, but um, when I presented this at the Silicon Valley VMug, um, I talked about a lot of what ifs. We're, we're early on in this project. We have a lot of developer momentum behind it. Um, but when I think about my virtualization people, I think about the opportunity there is to break out of the uh, the V star center of the world and uh, see your data center from a few different angles. So I think about how you could be collecting metrics from VMs that you have access to. Um, you could also use this to uh, thinking through troubleshooting the VCSA if you're in smaller environments. You could pull from uh, the the Linux system on there, visualize that in Grafana uh, right on that same server. And that would actually be uh, pretty nice to be able to go look at Grafana real quick, to see if something's going wrong with the server uh, if the if center feels like it's thrown up on you. Um, if we get to the point where this is deployed as a VIB, which it totally could be, you could be aggregating this information from from uh, ESXi itself, which could be uh, very interesting to see that alongside your applications and your architecture level statistics. Uh, but then you can get up into we could publish to the places that you're used to going to. Um, I've been looking at vROps uh, as a, a place to publish. It is um, granularity is at five minutes, which is a, a it is something we can do but I'm I'm more interested right now in the ad hoc queries the the time where a couple milliseconds or a a mil a second is the right granularity to figure out the problem and running these when you have an issue and you want to figure that out if you're one of the admins that are jumping into other ecosystems we have a a bunch of collectors for OpenStack now and um, I'm designing some demos of standing up OpenStack and collecting from the different services. And uh, while we we don't yet, you could publish to Solometer, which is commonly used there, or you can take all of that and bring it into Grafana or Graphite. Um, And then there's a lot of opportunity in the container world. While while we're not throwing away all of our VMs, um, Docker and containers are definitely a thing uh, that are sticking around. So we have a collector service for Docker instances and. You can also publish into containers, like I'm doing right now. The the demo of Grafana is running in Docker on my laptop, um, and then we could get into you know I think more interesting to to people that are used to focusing on architecture uh, and and data centers as a whole is really Kubernetes and other scheduler and orchestration engines. So getting familiar with kubernetes and thinking about the statistics you can gather from there from the different elements of that architecture um, and then the containers running on top of that I think that's the real opportunity for this crowd but then always oh, it's always Sorry. nice to throw out there that oh um, yeah get you in just a sec but um, there's a ton of people that are from a virtualization background that are learning go because go is a very legible language that's fun. Uh, to figure out and uh, learning a little bit of it goes a long way in the data center. And you could be writing your own plugins and extending upon what Snap is doing today to things that you want to collect, process, and publish. So I just want to throw that out there. Uh, it, it would feel ungeek whispery of me to not recommend something from a career growth point of view. Kyle, did you have something you want to add?
0: So go learn go awesome, uh, yeah. We did have a couple questions uh, coming up uh, here in the queue. So uh, one was was backing up a little bit. Uh, is uh, you know as far as monitoring things, talking to Intel, will it talk uh, AMD, etc. I'm sure there's you know varying degrees of visibility and what's exposed.
2: Oh, no, that's a great question. So the architecture is open, um, so that it doesn't matter what. Um, what CPUs or memory or anything that you're running on. Uh, but uh, today we're we are focused on like popular or percolating up Intel telemetry. Um, if somebody wanted to go write collectors that were specific to an AMD processor, they absolutely could. Um, and then also the the Linux level things that compile on Linux they'll they'll run on both. Like PSU Till for instance will run on both. Uh, but if you want to get like the the Intel level statistics that we have available to us. Snap is a framework to do so. And uh, AMD users could use it as well. Cool. Cool.
0: And there was one other question. That's that's a great explanation. Um, Thanks, man. Um, The other question is, uh, and and this gets into a little bit of kind of a question I had as well, was it it sounds like it's, it's very much in Correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, it's an agent full type solution. You've got to put the agent somewhere to, to be able to talk to it, even though it can talk to, like you said, BMC, like baseboard management controllers and things like iDRAC or ILO. Or, so you can use Snap to reach out and talk to other systems. Is that that correct?
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. So you can, you can use it. Uh, it there's both architectures work we're not being prescriptive about it right now since <clears throat> it's based purely on how you write the plugin if if a plugin is designed if you have like a centralized monitoring vm in your infrastructure and you've exposed apis to that uh, vm through through networking that it can go query that one vm could be the one place that you install snapd and then go query all those different interfaces and then publish externally from that so you could do that kind of workflow. Alternatively, and obvi- and honestly the goal, is to make SnapD so, um, so common that it's already installed by default on a ton of things that you're used to using, and, uh, and get that there so that you know it's there and you already know how to use it from, from playing around with it and can collect and analyze this at scale through tribes. Cool,
0: great. Yeah, that, that, that's actually good. I like that. Yeah, just thinking of, like, like you know, other solutions that kind of parallel like Nagios or Splunk or, you know, any of those, but obviously tying in uh, with, you know, much deeper deeper integration and very much able to monitor that hardware even at a, a higher level. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, and I also want to say, like, we're, we're all about um, being able to collect from existing telemetry frameworks and publish to existing aggregation points and analytics frameworks. Like, yeah, uh, this is this is not a tool that you're like, oh, we've got Snap, we're going to replace Splunk now. That's insane. Uh, Splunk <laughs> is a service that does log aggregation and then visualizes it and give you all the queries and everything. We are, for the first time, making a unified API for all of this information that is then normalized in a way that is queryable. Uh, it's really low-level uh, stuff that isn't that sexy when you talk about it um, at detail. But if you've ever... Talk to somebody who's felt the pain of trying to aggregate this information in a meaningful way, uh, in a way that's operational at scale. They will look at this and be, and they'll hug us. And uh, we've had that reaction at at events where people are like, "This is exactly the the direction we need to be going." Uh, and that that's Intel's mentality on on this open source stuff. We want to contribute to a much broader audience. It's, um, and build something that helps a community solve a problem. And we're focused on cloud computing, which is generally, like, how do you solve this at scale?
0: Awesome. Hug Dispenser. Go ahead, Arjun. Hug Dispenser.
2: From, from my side
1: as an admin, I think that the, the most, the coolest thing is that you showed that, well, today I can get a bunch of stuff from vCenter. As soon as I start putting some other solutions layered on my VMs, I lose a lot of visibility. I, I can see what the VM says, but for example, containers or other things that run on VMs, I have no idea what they're doing. So I would have to jump to something else, you know, to, to another interface, and then I will have to try to correlate manually. So I guess the, the value for me right now is being able to gather information from anything and have it all in the same timeline, in the same place, and I can correlate things in, in what seems to be a very, uh, Easy way to set up the uh, information collection, right?
2: Yeah, uh, you, you nailed it. That's exactly the goal, and it and it's that same idea that you know you make these black boxes, and then people put things in there, and then they ask you, hey, why isn't this thing inside my black box? Not why isn't that working correctly? And you're like, my answer is I don't know because I can't see it. Um, if we make it easy for them <laughs> to show you or if by default when you provision these things inside those systems it also rigs up a Snapd instance and and automatically publishes it behind the scenes or if there's just the agent running um, what I didn't show you and I don't have in this version that a later Grafana version actually you can control this all through Grafana so you don't have to do any of the command line you don't have to query anything, uh, you just point and click and say what stats do I need from what server and it will pull it up and into a dashboard that's up to 200 milliseconds latency, or I mean uh, granularity. So you can do this ad hoc querying that will change the way in which we can troubleshoot inside the VM. Um, And I really like that story
0: yeah, yeah. it's interesting it, it goes back a little bit to the the question that you know unifying and bringing it all into to one one manner in which you can explore what's happening throughout your whole system and then um you know, the, the question that came in on the chat was you know okay so you're you're you know potentially pulling from a vSpare host dxxi with you know if it gets rolled into a vib at some point and get it installed on there then you need to abstract and correlate that to a higher level to, to bring some visibility into the actual applications. But if I'm understanding you, right, because you're able to do this in, in a very kind of flat manner where you can explore and see all those relationships uh, actually just kind of being built dynamically, that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know enough about the the ESXi file system off the top of my head, but i I'm pretty confident there's a way to gather information from multiple layers right from a bib layer install um, or based on based on some other business logic based on IP addresses based on something you could add processors that just do a quick swap and say oh if it's in this if it's in this range I know it's part of this service because this this team owns that um, and just add these little uh, labels on top of this so that you get that additional context um, so there, there's a lot of ways that y- you know what goes where in your data center, but there hasn't been a systematic way to add that context to your statistics and your metrics. Uh, and I think that's a very cool opportunity um, to think through that in greater detail. So
1: one thing, I, I just put a question to our audience and feel free to um, give us some, some ideas but uh, what solutions would everybody love to see adopt uh, snap agents? Because we can definitely think of VSXI and vCenter. And I don't know, Matt, if you have any idea if anybody's developing uh, snap agents for VMware solutions, even as a claim. Um
2: I'm I'm honestly not sure to date. Um, I've been telling uh, friends about it in the VMware community. Uh, there's no one that's publicly committed to it. Uh, but there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, so I've I've been exploring it and uh, seeing what I can do on my own. But I think it's one of those things like if there's demand from the community, I'll put more energy into it. Um, mm-hmm. But right now, it's just I want to just share like that this is a fundamental building block to how we build cloud services. And uh, since we're all on the journey of like having a different approach to the data center, uh, whether you want to call it pets and cattle's or w- whether you want to just say like. I want my job to be more fun, and guess what's fun? Having the right answer when I'm asked a question, and answers come from having access to information. So it's a, a long dot dot dot, but you get to the point of you need to be able to gather these things. It's it's in our people expect it from us, and it's been painful. Um, so I'm happy to be part of a team that's trying to make that easier, uh, and if that's valuable to multiple people in particular use cases like. The, the VCSA instance or uh, ESXi and you're trying to figure out the, the tenancy and or organizational uh, tagging of things I'll go write the plugin and do that I'll work on that tomorrow if I know somebody needs that and would use that but uh, right now it's a lot of you know sharing like here's a problem that you may not even know we're, we're able to solve Sorry.
1: Right. Now go. we did a bit of question. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll just say Wayne, Wayne Wayne Ball's question, which was: Is this geared only to Nix or Unix Linux operating systems? Or are there agents available for Windows today?
2: That is a great question. Today there are not. Um, there is no reason it couldn't. It- uh, it's one of the times, like, while well, well, I said you don't have to be a developer to use Snap, and it does help to know what's written in Go, and Go cross-compiles pretty easily. Um, it changes some pathway variables, and we're still doing some testing to make sure uh, the SnapD daemon, uh, or that was redundant, but SnapD um, runs on Windows as well as the plugins themselves because they would need to be refactored to get um, the, the same information out of it. So the, the short answer is not yet. The longer answer is it definitely will. And uh, there's a pathway to get there, and uh, we're, we're working on that right now. Well, did Chris Wall ask that? He's the only guy I know that really loves oh. Windows. Wayne,
1: Wayne Ball.
0: <laughs> Sorry. We'll just call them out. So there's people naming, you know, lots of problems like Windows and storage and networks. And yeah, I guess it just comes back to you know what, what's the list of, of what's out there today as as sources. And I know you, you kind of scrolled through it uh, earlier, but uh, yeah, stuff in those categories.
2: Um, yeah, let me. Um, well, I'll be sure to send this out. But uh, the plugin catalog, it's just a markdown file on our GitHub repo right now. Um, so it's GitHub. Uh, .com/intelsci-x/snap and under docs there's a plugin catalog then this is the all the builds of um, existing tools and we we've started to I mean this is like a, a small team inside a giant organization and we're just super happy that this has been successful for uh, for our team so we're adding more services and things. Like we've got a build pipeline going now where we can automatically build things. And next is is working on Windows. Um, with that said, like you can see, there's a, a ton of different kinds of collectors um, that really run the gambit. If you're if you're more into the networking side, I'd be interested in your perspective on East Tool. Um, I myself have not dug into East Tool to to uh, too deep, but there's a, a ton of architecture-specific uh, measurements that you can collect through this. Um, it's, it's effectively a wrapper for, for ETH tool, but then, like, say you've got an U1000, here's all the different measurement you're able to gather.
1: Considering that Intel has a lot of the, um, the NIC market and also a bunch of the open switch uh, hardware designs. I'm actually surprised no, um, there are more vendors that adopt Intel's designs and put them a, a brand on them that aren't using this.
2: Yeah, um, well, I can tell you I know of none yet, but I also can't talk about who isn't doing it <laughs> or, or who is thinking about doing it. Um, but, yeah, from a team point of view, um, my role as a developer advocate is to, to talk to people that might want to dig into this and build in their kind of day-to-day lives. Um, we definitely we have a team of people that are curious about partnerships and how this might be beneficial to them. Um, so, yeah, I I feel free to tell your vendors. <laughs> it, it'd be good. I, the more the more systems that adopt this, the more likely uh, it is for you to be able to get these stats from everywhere. Uh, and that's a, a very pretty future, in my opinion.
0: Cool. Very cool stuff. So we'll have those links um, in the blog post and uh, potentially some some of the presentation here, whatever we can pull out and share. Um, and thanks for yeah. The- and
2: uh, I should I should also be a good self marketer here and say um, there if you're wondering, like, all right, so I'm interested. How do I start? Um, I've done a few. Uh, Deep dives of late, the the how to for Snap with videos of going through it and and running Snap and and downloading the exact releases and um and what need what command or what flags you need to run in order to get it up and running and why is it doing what it's doing. So if you're interested, check it out on Medium.com. I've got one that goes through the configuration and another one that you go build those task files yourselves and figure out the the manifest styles. Awesome stuff. Yeah, all right. Well, thanks so much, everyone.
0: Very cool, and thanks for uh, the comments and questions from, from the audience. We had some pretty decent engagement here. Thank you to everyone for for chiming in here, and and we just have to you know PSA that uh, you, know, you can just blame Graham universally. So yeah, he he's the guy that does all those uh, the network and the storage and all those things. So if you're if you're that person or uh, you know who that person is, maybe uh, help them out. Tell them they should start uh, learning some Go and, and check out Snap. So what do you think, uh, Ariel? Are you gonna go uh, <laughs> go learn some uh, Go? Check out Snap?
1: Definitely. I mean. The, the one thing I'm, I'm seeing, like for example, uh, Graham saying, you know, I have this role where I'm doing network, I'm doing virtualization, I'm doing the applications. He'd be very interested in being able to pull data from, from all solutions and being able to see them in the same place. So uh, he's perfectly, I mean, even though he's in a relatively, I'm guessing, unless he's a, an automation wizard, he's in a relatively small role. That capability to be able to troubleshoot across the full spectrum is what will ultimately allow him to scale a lot. So, I would definitely recommend that you take a look at it, like you said.
2: Awesome. Yeah, and and please, if you start going down the path and you hit a wall on something, I'd be really curious. You know, we we've open sourced it publicly as of December. Um, there's there's always Documentation. I, I'm going through it almost every week and updating things to make it a little easier to use. Still pretty dev-heavy right now. So if you're coming at it from a sysadmin point of view and you don't quite, it doesn't quite read in a way that makes sense to you, let me know so that I can improve it. Um, that's kind of a beautiful part of of this community.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So we've got uh, direct access to uh, Mr. brender here. You've got his Twitter handle and uh, you've seen his website. Uh, go off and, and find him and uh... Pull his chain. Um, also, something I forgot at the uh, beginning of the show was to pimp uh, all of the V Brown Bags. We've been doing uh, V Brown Bag Tech Talks Live uh, at OpenStack Summit and here in San Diego at uh, the VMware UserCon. And uh, of course, we've got our, our uh, weekly shows across uh, all of the geos, including uh, tomorrow. If you uh, habla espanol, like a couple of people uh, at the beginning, uh, we'll be doing LATAM. Uh, v Brown Bag tomorrow. Uh, we've got a great presentation on uh, NSX by uh, CCIE and VCDXNV. So, uh, cool stuff happening around the V Brown Bag universe. So, thanks again to our presenter tonight, uh, Mr. Brender. Always a pleasure to uh, share the interwebs with you. And thank you to Ariel, our co host. Thank you, too, guys. Thank
2: you.
0: And without anything further, I'll go ahead and stop the recording. We'll get this thing uh, on, on the inner tubes, on the line.